Corporate Governance. This article is going to cover the topic of corporate governance. We are going to discuss the impact corporate governance has on external audits. We therefore need to cover what corporate governance is, what is needed for an organization to follow corporate governance, the role of the audit committee, and what the external auditor reports on for a listed company. Corporate governance is a set of guidelines that listed companies should follow. It is quite simply advice on how to run your company well. The aim of corporate governance is to allow these companies to operate in the shareholders' interests and help protect their investment from poor management decisions. Globally there are variations on corporate governance. We are going to focus on the corporate governance code. The corporate governance code is a set of guidelines that should be followed by listed companies. Many non-listed organizations also follow them as they are deemed best practice. The code gives us five main principles. Leadership that the board of directors are collectively responsible for the success of the organization and decisions are made fairly. Non-executive directors who are part-time and not involved in the day-to-day activities should assist with decisions made. Effectiveness. The board of directors should have appropriate skills and be provided with the relevant information on a timely basis to ensure the right decisions are made. Accountability. The board of directors should ensure risks are identified and that strategies are formed while communicating openly with the auditors. Remuneration. Directors' pay should be fair and still be able to attract the right individuals to the role. Pay should not be set by one individual and no one should set their own pay. Shareholder relationships. Communication should be clear, and objectives and any issue should be dealt with on a timely basis. In practical terms, in order for these principles to be implemented, the company must organize the board of directors so that responsibilities are shared and decisions are made fairly. Heading up the board of directors should be the chairman and the chief executive officer or CEO. The chairman should be a non-executive director and lead the board to ensure strategic decisions are made in the shareholders' interests. The next tier of management would consist of executive and non-executive directors. Executive directors run the company on a day-to-day basis and non-executives monitor and assist in decisions being made. Ideally, there should be an equal board mix of the two types of directors. This tier of management would then form committees who take on responsibilities for the company. The committees are the Audit Committee, the Risk Committee, the Rumination Committee, and the Nomination Committee. The Audit Committee is responsible for financial reporting and system control matters. It should be comprised of at least three non-executive directors. Two is permitted for smaller companies. At least one should have finance experience, which makes sense given the responsibilities they are taking on for the company. This committee should ensure that they increase confidence in the published financial information. They liaise and advise the board of directors to ensure they meet the responsibilities for providing financial information and improve independence of the external auditor as they communicate directly with them. Some of the responsibilities of the audit committee include reviewing the internal controls and recommending changes, often with the assistance of the internal auditor. Communicating with the internal and external auditors. Reviewing the reliability of the financial statements. Recommending the appointment and removal of external auditors. And arranging for a confidential whistleblowing system for employees and potentially investigate any issues found. As this committee improves confidence, credibility expertise and the control environment, it is a welcomed recommendation for shareholders. It may be difficult to find the right individuals with the necessary skills, and these individuals may prove expensive for the company. The risk committee are responsible for assessing the risks associated with the company and recommending the best approach to reduce these risks. This committee is also made up of non-executive directors whose role is to identify risks and ways to manage those risks.
Once identified, they need to prioritize them in order of importance, and then assess whether the risk can be transferred to another party, for example, by an insurance cover. Be avoided altogether. Be reduced by improving controls. Or if not likely to happen and low-impact risks be accepted. Business risks must be reviewed and reported to the board regularly to ensure that they are identified in a timely manner. This is an ongoing process for the committee, as the risks can come from the company itself and from external factors. For example, changes in regulations and economic climate changes. The Remuneration Committee set pay for the Board of Directors. Remember the Corporate Governance Code recommends pay is not set by an individual and is fair but competitive. The Remuneration Committee is therefore made up of non-executive directors to ensure the executive directors are not paid excessive amounts. Performance is considered in the decisions and they are not setting their own pay. The nomination committee is responsible for appointing directors to the board. Once again, the board is made up of non-executive directors. This ensures the best person for the role is appointed and reduces the risk of bias in decisions being made on recruitment. Otherwise, personal feelings may be involved when recruiting directors for the company. If a company is listed or wishes to follow best practice, these recommendations should be followed. Listed companies then produce much more detailed financial information in their annual report. It will ripple on the corporate governance code and whether they have followed all of the principles. The auditors must audit the financial statements. Plus, they must report and review the compliance of the corporate governance code. The auditors must prepare their audit report and report on whether the financial statements are true and fair. This is based on performing audit procedures and gathering evidence on the systems, balances and transactions of the company. They must also report on any inconsistencies found with the other information in the annual report, including the director's statement. Any concerns with the information provided will also be included in the audit report. I hope you found this article useful. Thank you. Thank you.